Welcome to the Pump It Up podcast. I'm your host Fab Sab, and today I'm joined by uh, Andy. My tag is Andy Rue. AJ. My tag name is Noji. And Brian. My tag name is um, Happy Five Et. And this is episode three: improvement outside of the game. Something a lot of people like to do is to go on YouTube and watch charts of songs that they want to play. And something that ties into is optimizing playtime because a lot of people get good by playing like a lot. Although I think you don't have to play every day in the entire week because let's be real, not everyone can do that. So if you optimize your playtime and know what you want to play and study them ahead of time, then you can get a really good set of pump in less time and less days a week. A part of optimizing playtime is deciding what charts you want to play. So. I guess what I can add on to that, or just add, would be if you're, let's say you have like six hours to play, for example. If you're gonna play for six hours and you only have one day out of the week, then you gotta spend your free time during the week to just prep for that. So that includes, you know, studying charts, whether it's like, you know, rank, you wanna like study the rhythm, you wanna study the patterns. I'd say that's, that's like a pretty good start. Um, and then in terms of like optimizing your time when you're actually playing. One thing that no one really cares about, and to be honest I didn't really do this until a lot later, was warming up. But it makes a big difference. For example, let's say your level cap is like S18s and that's the hardest thing you've ever done before and you can do them when you're in peak like playing position. Don't go straight in and do an S18 because you probably won't do very well, you might even fail it. Um, a good thing is to work your way up. So play a set of something maybe about two or three levels below what you usually play. And then in that set, it's three songs. So every song maybe go a level higher and then work your way up there. And then maybe when you get to the level before, do a couple of those and then get to your level because your legs need to warm up. You can't go in cold. You might pull a muscle and you just won't be able to play as well. And so if you slowly work your way up and then stay at your peak, when you start to get tired, go down a little bit, go up a little bit. Um, at least that's what I really like to do. So for studying charts, a lot of people might be wondering, like, what specifically do you do? Because you don't just sit there and watch the chart. Uh, some people like to use their hands and do the crossovers. Usually when I'm studying charts, I'm usually watching the pro players. I like to watch how their feet move and everything. But knowing this, knowing like these pro players, how good they are at the game, it doesn't mean copy their footwork because everyone has different footwork. You have to be comfortable with how you play. It can't be like, oh, I'm going to copy Fifems all the time. But then you're a really tall guy and with really long legs. That's going to be really hard to minimize movement. If you look at someone like J-Boy, where he's, his feet movements are extremely wide. It's always hitting the middle of the pad, but he's doing everything everyone else can do. It's just, you can watch pro players. They're the professionals, right? But don't copy them. You have to develop your own play style. Just preference. Pre it's just preference. And I guess as well, speaking of pro players, we can all kind of talk about who we personally like to watch because there's a lot of players. I mean, just just to name drop a few because I mean, it's not a common thing that everyone knows. Like, who are the pro players even? Um, the main one that a lot of people think of when it comes to streaming is Happy Feet or Feets, if you've probably seen his name. Um, if you literally just search up Happy Feet, he has a Twitch 
He streams fairly often, and he plays very minimized and, like, efficient, which we'll talk about in a further episode, but basically it's just playing with your feet more closed so you save a lot of stamina. Uh, do you guys have any other people to add? Um, there's there's J-Boy, there's uh, Fifems, Zelgo, uh, Mr. Quickmon. Um, that's about everyone who streams the game. Yeah, I think that's about it. Like, also, you can honestly just go on YouTube and look for people who play. I think for optimizing as well, there's uh, the diet or nutrition side of it, which isn't really a full-blown, like, diet. But when you play, if you know you're playing pump later in the day, you kind of got to pay attention to a bit more of what you're eating. Well, the most important thing that you got to have is, like, energy. So, in my opinion, like, I always think that having just, like, maybe a, a granola bar or something, something small that it doesn't really doesn't make you feel like you're bloated before you play the game and once you play like a like a few rounds of like s18s or s19s or something and after that you start to you start to like get too tired and you're you're running out of energy also another thing is water because a lot of people drink water while they're playing i think it's good to be hydrated before you're playing before during and after just water is great in general like i personally also like to eat a lot of carbs since it's just quick energy but i think for me personally, and I think you actually need to figure yourself out, the optimal time is I eat a lot of carbs a few hours before I play. So if I'm playing straight in the morning, I actually won't eat anything. I'll just drink water, maybe have an energy drink, and then play because I find it makes me feel too heavy. But the best for me is drink water, eat some carbs during the day, and then don't eat for a few hours and then go play. Um, <clears throat> yeah, adding on to that, uh, I'm, I pretty much agree with what Sabrina and AJ said, but just to reiterate, everyone's different. Uh, even some people, there's like a lot of different diets around. There's like vegan diets, there's there's keto, um, even like different timings. There's like a really popular one right now is, is intermittent fasting, but different things can work really well for different people. And likewise, um, I personally just fast when I play. And then when I feel like I don't have energy, I just eat. Yeah, that's a great <clears throat> point. Like just experiment with yourself and see, oh, this day I played really well. What did I eat that day? But then at the same time, don't focus too much on that. Just play. Honestly, playing is the most important thing. But we'll probably talk about mindset way in detail later because that's a whole nother thing. Like, don't trip yourself out. And of course, get enough sleep. Like, that's really important. Like, playing on no sleep is very bad and trippy. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really does. Uh, just to add on, I was um, recently listening to a podcast on Joe Rogan. Uh, and he had a, a professor on who researches sleep and he actually said if you get less than seven hours of sleep It's actually advancing your aging process. So Ooh. just a tip for everyone else. Wow yeah. That's not good for me <laughs> Yeah, that's just probably not good for life in general life tips here on pop it up podcast <laughs> Yep. Literally, when I'm, I'm editing episode two, every two seconds, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Cut that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's about it. Like, what about like oh, stretching, I, stretching, I, and I, working out? Yeah. Um, for these two, yeah. More. Oh, no. oh, okay. So, just something to add for optimizing time and studying <laughs> charts. Um, like I said, if you have a certain amount of hours or time to play, I would just research whatever charts you want to play. So for example, if you can only play up until like S17, for example, and you're like ranking or trying to pass, then I would just search up songs in that difficulty, look through it. You don't have to study it because in my opinion, up until 
maybe like S19, the patterns don't get too difficult. So just look through it. If you don't see any gimmicks, just pass, just watch it once. But it's good to be prepared and like actually have a plan for what you're doing. For example, if you're going to go work out, you don't just say, I'm going to go work out, so I'm just going to go work out. You have like an idea of what you want to do. You have like yeah. a coherent plan. Um, It's just a different topic, but <clears throat> adding on to improving outside the game, I think it's really important that, especially for the newer players, to understand that like, when you're learning the game, it's not just you have to use your eyes. You have to also hear everything. Like you have to know BPM. You have to know the um, the measures. You have to like hear it. You ha it's like music. It's called a rhythm game, right? So I see that most players that they just see with their eyes. They're just watching the notes, trying to hit on time, instead of just hearing it and just going with the beat, going with the song, having it flow and, and just relaxing. Yeah, that's actually a great point, but something to add on, which is like the complete opposite, is everyone's different. And actually, for me personally, I really disagree with that. Not saying that, because for most people, I think what Brian said is great, but for some people who get discouraged, I'd like to say this. I am 99.99% a visual timer, which means I don't time audioly, I just have no natural sense of rhythm, and I've been playing rhythm games like for all my life basically. And so what I do is I just look at the screen and in my head like calculate how fast the arrow is going up and what time I have to hit it. And so like you could cut the music and it would make zero difference to me or you could be like screaming which would only make the difference of distracting me but it wouldn't you know mess with my internal metronome or whatever because i have none so there are two different times of uh, two different types of timing i would say maybe visual is a bit harder i don't know it's just for me i'm just a visual timer and some people are audio timers so i i think knowing that i'm a visual timer means i actually don't try to go with the music because if i try to go with the music i end up playing really bad i know that i'm actually fast in my head so if i know i'm playing like if there's a part i can't visually time for example there's a gimmick i actually try to go slower in my head because i know my internal timing is so messed up that i'm always fast and like so for people who don't have a sense of rhythm and say oh i can't play rhythm games i don't have a sense of rhythm like i play dance dance revolution all the time well i've been playing for like I don't know, like 14 years or 13, uh, a long time. And like, I get pretty decent scores and stuff. And like, um, I am a purely visual timer. I've just trained myself. Like, that's just how I time, but it's different for everyone. Uh, yeah, so I agree with both of your points. Uh, Brian's point saying um, you have to listen to the audio. And also uh, Sabrina saying that you have to listen to, you have to look at the visuals. I'm actually a visual timer too, but I actually think you need both. You need both oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta mix because the thing is, um, in games like in the groove and DDR, the offset is generalized. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's like, a yeah, that's a big difference. Most people are a mix of a visual and the audio timer. I'm just a special case where I just am really bad with like musically inclined stuff. But mm -hmm. I I obviously would play better with music than without it. I think most people should use both. Like that's the best, yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think adding on to also studying charts. This is why studying charts is also really good because um, if you're playing rank mode, especially the offset can be really horrible. Depending on the song. Though. Yeah, of course. Depending on the depending song. Depending on the like basically maybe originals or something or yeah. some other songs are really like two seconds or something like late on mm -hmm. uh, accord like comparing to like what a full mode. Uh, step chart is going to be like when it comes to timing so mm -hmm. it's really really tricky yeah you need both because you need to listen to the song and you also have to 
recognize the visual offset. So you're basically using your visuals to realize the timing, and then you're also listening to the song and like mentally creating a gap mm-hmm. or like unconsciously creating a gap. I'd say that's like the way you actually develop your rhythm or timing. Yeah, like, I think like. I think timing in itself could be a whole episode on its own. But there's also things like when you watch a video of someone play it, you can hear thumb step or you can put like auto clap on in Step Mania or whatever. But yeah, that's that's a whole thing. Also, another thing we forgot to mention earlier, before you play, like the reason you need to warm up is because it's kind of equivalent to stretching, but not many people actually take stretching seriously, which is why you need to warm up. But theoretically, if you stretch before you play, you wouldn't need to warm up as much. But in general, stretching and knowing your limits and all that stuff is very important for optimizing because I screwed up my toe because I went all out and played for like four hours and like 17s and higher, which was dumb. And then I couldn't play for a whole week because my toe was in pain and I had to let it heal. So stretch, take care of yourself and don't go too hard if you start feeling pain and just in general, like stretching before you play and after you play and like not you know, running a marathon right after you play, you know, getting enough sleep, all that is very important. There's also another thing is, I know that after every set that usually everyone like sits down just Mm. to cool off or something. But the problem is when you sit down and cool off, your body's like so motionless that you start to feel that you're getting so stiff. So the next time that you're about to go onto the pad to play another round, you are starting to feel that stiffness into your, into your feet and maybe your lower body. And then you cannot, you cannot be able, like you can't be moving around as much as like before beforehand so in my experience i i think that maybe standing up and maybe walking around just to keep your body uh, get get your blood flowing just to make sure that your body is like so loose and and to make sure that you don't really get too cold inside your body and to go yeah, get stiff yeah. you know and yeah yeah that's a great point um yeah for standing actually i would recommend walking more because standing is still quite stationary but yeah and then when you go back, if the rotation is very long, even if you're walking around, it may be hard to stay warm. So on your three sets, the first song, and generally this is a rule of thumb for most people, the first song shouldn't be as hard. If you want to really play this 18 or whatever, you should make it, and like that's hard for you, you should make it the second or third song and then play a little bit of an easier song the first time because you may have been doing really well the set before, but maybe that was 30 minutes ago and then you've been sitting or watching or walking around or whatever for a while. Um, oh yeah, also adding on to the uh, topic of stretching, I would recommend not doing um, static stretches before you play um, because there's some static stretches I would actually recommend, for example, like stretching your calves or like stretching, doing like shoulder, I don't know what's called. Uh, rotations? Like, yeah, shoulder rotations. I would recommend those, but generally people don't recommend static stretches, especially when it comes to weightlifting because there's a good chance you might injure yourself. So I would suggest dynamic stretching, which for example would be like squats. Squats is a really good example, and then static stretches. Out. Oh, um, also when it comes to working out, I did a bit of research and I thought about this for a long time. I think the most, Im- or I think for sure, the most important muscle groups you want to be targeting would be your calves, your thighs. So basically, your whole lower body, um, your hips. You want like really good mobility when you play pump because it's not like ITG where you're extremely stationary. You actually need to be able to mm. like turn your hips and like move around. But it's also really dependent on your footwork too to get around. And the other component that's really important uh, important would be your shoulders and triceps because that's actually what's keeping your body up and your form intact. 
Yeah, I was also going to say this as someone who plays a good mix of four panel and five panel, which are is DDR and pump it up. Uh, I noticed the a big difference of which muscle groups seem to be used for which techniques and so depending on what your weakness is I find that with drills it's really a lot in your calves that's where you tend to feel it so if that's your weakness maybe your calves for foot speed and drills like calves are fairly important like of course your whole leg all the muscles in your leg like foot speed and drills are really more muscle based than people think the whole game is actually a lot more muscle based than people think because depending on how you play it's not really as much stamina as it is muscle like it's a mix of both so like, and then also when you're doing a lot of um, stream, really fast stream, people tend to rely on their arms more and lead way more on the bar and go down. So like your arms are important for that. But then for twisting around and crossovers, if you're bad at that, I feel like that's more like agility type stuff or maybe like your hips or whatever. Also, just a little thing, uh, the, little, the, the little things about the game is that when you're like holding the bar, the difference between DDR and pump it up, the bar, the bar height, is a little bit different so like the ddr the ddr the ddr pars is like a, it's a little lower right oh, it's a lot shorter it's a lot I, yeah, shorter right and it's yeah. a little skinnier i believe it is yeah it's um not as much i think in the newer machines not as much but what i notice a lot is when i when i played a lot of pump and then play some ddr it's a lot shorter mm -hmm. and the pump and pump is like just a little higher but the the way that the bar is like constructed is just more of like a I can't even describe the shape of what the bar is like. I mean, so. you guys have played pump before. You know what it looks like. We don't need to attach a picture in the show notes. We don't even need to, yeah. yeah. But that's just one of the things that in order to like keep the balance and maybe mobility is, is the way that you hold the bar. On the topic of watching pro players, I, I recently discovered a new player I'd never heard about through uh, Mindo. My, my boy Christian. Um, <laughs> so he, he's this Korean player named RSS. Literally, the letter is oh, yeah. RSS. Oh, he's good. If you guys want to improve on uh, uh, stairwell speed and like just foot speed in general, this guy is crazy. There's a video of him doing Sorceress Elise S23, and he can stream 200 plus BPM just consistently. Like, he, he's actually so good. And his technique is on point. I would. Definitely recommend that guy. We've basically covered a lot, even more so than the topic, which is pretty cool, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That was episode three of the Pump It Up podcast. Thanks for listening. And actually, fun announcement we are now on Spotify. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. We're on. Yeah. So, <laughs> currently, we are on a lot. Actually, too many to list because I don't know them off my head. We're on oh, almost 10 platforms, maybe more. It's crazy. I just applied to a bunch. But, anyways. Our main plug the, is SoundCloud. Yeah. The main yeah. ones are SoundCloud, which actually, uh, that turns out will cost money after I. Uh, do a certain one so we might just fully be on everything else but for now it's soundcloud spotify anchor and then a bunch more which are all listed in the discord which i don't i don't who uses oh google podcast yeah and um and then the other announcement is we are definitely going to be having weekly episodes every monday we might do extras so for example a little episode here and there or if we feel like it if we have some extra footage for you guys or whatever but the main schedule will be every monday a new episode will come out so you guys can uh, look forward to that and also if you have any questions like i said in the um zeroth episode <laughs> um the the discord in pump it up canada is totally open to that we are thinking of doing a q a soon like we've talked about live streaming and stuff but just if you have a question just ask any of us in person or just put it in the discord 
in the hashtag podcast channel. So thanks for listening and have a nice day. Yeah. 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 Under Armour, if you want to sponsor me, I'd like some compression tights. Yo, bananas, dole, sponsor. Oh, don't worry, we got Nike here. <laughs> yeah, Nike Freeze! I'm a Nike guy, but. Yeah, Nike oh, Freeze. Vibrams too, Vibrams sponsored. I, I don't wear them anymore. I don't wear them anymore. Okay, bye.